I woke up to this news. I woke up to my cancellation. Yeah, far. Right? Um, yep. And I basically was like, well, I've got to do this right now. And then within 24 hours, I'd lost my job. And within another 24 hours, I've abandoned Twitch. It was very fast. And I had no ability to remotely write things in the way that I should have mm, mm. or talk about things in a more objective way. Um, it was really hard. You're mentally compromised. It's difficult. But a thing I want to point out here that's really important, I don't want to be like, everything is bad and everyone's being mean. Blah. No. The actual justice system is not good enough. The reason why people go online to to voice these concerns is because there's no other recourse. Yeah, okay. The justice systems are not catching up to this. They're, they're not good enough. They're mm. too far behind in the times. Mm, mm. So people can't be held accountable via a proper adult law-based system. So they are left with no choice but to go online because that is the way that they can get their justice because there is no other way to get justice. Hey guys, what is going on? And welcome back to Pushing Through Blue. I'm your host, Dane Peavy. Have you ever made a mistake? One that you just knew, fuck, messed up that you were remorseful for. Without a second thought, if you could rewind time, you would definitely do it differently. I think many of us have experienced this in some time in our life. Big, small, none of us are perfect. We're all human and we all make mistakes. From my own personal experiences, I find that when I fuck up, no one feels the heaviness of those thoughts and feelings more than what I put on myself. Nobody is harder on me than me. But over time, what I've learned or continue to learn is that what's most important is what we do next. Being accountable for our mistakes, as hard as it is, it offers the starting point to move forward. The actions we then take to learn from our mistakes, to be better, and to do better next time. On this episode, I speak with returning guest and friend of the podcast, Brad Jolly, aka Bless RNG, following on from our conversations from episode eight, discussed over a year ago now, about him seeking professional help following a relationship breakup, his experiences having faced cancel culture head-on across a spectrum of social media platforms, primarily Twitter, the impact this has had across all aspects of his everyday life and to his own mental health. We also talk about what steps Brad has taken to work on himself, his new learnings, and how he's applying those learnings to share awareness and to help others through his own lived experiences. If I could quote a wise blue-ass monkey from one of my childhood Disney movies, the past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. So what are you going to do? Your story doesn't end with a mistake that you make. You are not defined by your mistakes, but rather what you do next. Just quickly, guys, before we dive into this episode, a really important trigger warning. In this episode, we do talk about subjects on depression, suicide ideation, and relationship trauma. Guys, please be mindful of this before listening to this episode and take into consideration your own mental health. If you do need support, please guys, reach out and contact Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue Support Service on 1300 22 4636. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I hope it provides you insight and new perspective. Much love, guys. Let's get into this. <laughs> ah, that's all right. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Good, man. 
Good to see your face. It's been Good a while. To see you also, yeah. It's been a hot minute. I'm trying to catch up with you with the beard. It's my COVID yeah, beard going on. <laughs> my, my poor attempt. Just my lazy beard. Nah, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been good to have a chat no, with no. you. But uh, nothing beats a bit of a uh, camera face-to-face as best as we can in this set of Absolutely times. Absolutely agree, yeah. You having a good day? Um, pretty good, yeah. Today I just did some work. went out and got some new medication because I ran out. Just finished a stream about half an hour ago. It was a good day. How was it going with the stream? It's good. Uh, definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, going on a new platform, being on YouTube instead of Twitch yeah. is uh, definitely different. There are some ups and there are some downs. Yep. Um, Quality-wise, the up is huge. Okay. Being able to stream in 1440p, making it look much nicer. The stream simply looks a lot better now in yeah, terms right. of a video standpoint because Twitch just hasn't got the throughput. Um, downsides, a bit more delay. And of mm. course, because of the way everything happened, I had no way to channel my audience from one thing to the next bar right. Twitter. Yep, yep. So I've lost 90% of my audience. So I'm kind of starting over. Yeah, I, I think it's, and that's YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. And so like, what was the plan with regards to the decision between YouTube and what were the other ones? So you got Facebook now. So, yep, so there was YouTube, Facebook, DLive, Trovo. Oh, okay. Before I looked at. Yep. Uh, Trovo is focusing too much on mobile gaming and doesn't like non-endemic. Uh, DLive, I don't like the community on DLive. Big point. Face, yeah, big one. Facebook is one I was looking into quite a bit i thought facebook would be cool mm. however i decided that youtube would be the way to go because i can upload in a better quality yeah. and as i'm having getting my content be multilingual content uh japan don't really use facebook because japan use lion oh okay lion right they have that like the lions like japanese social media like they just don't use facebook much over there it's not huge over there so as a result i know i'm kind of stunting my audience if i stream on facebook Okay. So I figured YouTube was the way to go. That said, I'm still looking at Facebook a little bit. There is a chance I might go to Facebook instead. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm just happy to do it on YouTube right now. And of course, trying to get unbanned on Twitch is the main thing. How's um, that going the with the application? Or is there just... Um, I haven't I haven't sent it in yet because okay. it's just been too stressful to do. Mm. Um, of course, because it's a very tough thing. But I'm at the point now where I've built up everything I need to. Okay. Um, I'm just getting a, f- a few more character statements off people. Uh, once I've got those, it'll go in. I've got all the evidence on my side to kind of um, prove that this is not really just, and then hmm. we'll go from there. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's all you can do, mate. Just put your best foot forward yeah. and, you know, just uh, hope that a, a fair outcome comes out from it. So that's good, yeah. man. The, the, the tricky part is, like, the hardest part is, you know, like, trying to do this in the morally right way. Like, I've had zero yeah. interest in, like, you know, calling people out online. Um, situation would be way different if I did. If I did mm. call, if I did, like, fight back per se publicly, I wouldn't be banned. But I didn't think that was the right thing to do. I thought that was like not nice and not right. So I've just had to kind of go through it the hard way. But it means I'll come out of it with a bit better moral judgment. Oh. Be like, yep, I got things sorted without having to shit on my ex-girlfriend because I do not want to do that. Mm, yeah. And I think like not to say it's taking the high moral ground and part of it is, but it, I mean like I just, I just look at it just going, look, it, it is what it is. You know, you can't change that. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it sucks that it, how it all went down and, and obviously how it impacted you and, and affected you in so many ways, you know, and that's that's part of the, you know, part of this is this conversation that I want to have is bringing this awareness to this culture, this cancel culture. And it's cancel culture is so mm-hmm. new to me. And it's really only been through conversations through yourself that made me sort of just go, what is it to start off with? Yeah, you yeah. know, how do people interpret cancel culture? Is there, you know, certain ways that people can implement cancel culture and what's the effect of it? And so this is mm-hmm. a big reason why I wanted to have a chat with you, you know, more so just to, you know, A, catch up with you because it's been so long. Um, it's been to, happening, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and also just, you know, just bring awareness to something that I guess, you know, people might might not be mindful of or people might not have, think about it in the way that they should be thinking about it you know in that moment when they they make a decision that they have the ability to do in that time so um yeah, yeah. 
I just know the, the way that you're doing it now and, you know, the, the way that you're going to push through with this and, you know, use this for a force of good, you know. And I think that's like I listened to the, the podcast, actually listened to some of the podcasts that we did back in, in May of 2019, you and I did. The big thing that, um, you know, that sort of coming out here was like you, you just want to be that force of good where you can, do you know what I mean? And I think like it's throughout all this that's sort of just been – the, the mantra that I've sort of just been looking at from you, from what I get, you know, from everything that you've put out there in the universe, like, especially a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm probably diving a bit too early into this, but like just a lot of the stuff there that you were, you know, talking about on Twitter, like, you know, I'd imagine people that may be in a similar situation yourself, and I don't know, like full, uh, full disclosure, like, you know, I, I didn't super deep dive into all the details there, but at the same time, it was... I think a lot of people that may have been in a similar situation or, you know, like along that story would have just been just to basically like not be accountable, not put up their hand, not to say that they've done something yeah. wrong. Like I was just looking like back at that post that you did on Twitter and like, you know, just, just replying to tweets, something that you didn't have to do, you know, and, you know, something that you took the time to do to just make people aware how remorseful you are, you know, that you understand that you've made mistakes. And, and it's just one of those things like, I'm just, a, and maybe it's a mindset, but I'm just a firm believer. Mm -hmm. Like everyone makes mistakes. You know, everyone makes mistakes. They do. We're like, all, we're people all make human. mistakes all the time. Um, in my situation, like what happened in my case is like, it's 2020, people are stuck inside. People are very stressed. Mm. People are very angry. Mm. What happened in my situation came out during a time when other people had been blasted for doing things that were very, very bad. Yeah. And because of the timing, mine got looped in with that, even though mine was still not good between what happened to either of us yeah. um, was not what, what other people did, but I got yeah. treated with the same vitriol. Yeah. You got, what is it? The, uh, the old saying, you, you got painted with the same brush, yeah. so to speak, that's, yeah, you know, there that's, wasn't, there wasn't levels exactly. of degrees or anything like that. It was just not, you're, you're in the bucket too. You're in the bucket too. Yeah. We're all going this mob mentality. You got the plague, red X on your door. hundred percent. Yeah. And that was what it was, um, which sucked, mm. frankly, but uh, you know, people starting to realize slowly they're like, wait a second, <laughs> this isn't quite right. So um. People are slowly like, you know, I lost a lot of friends, but people are slowly coming back being like, I looked at this again. This is a bit different. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and like, as I said to you, like in those messages as well, like, like, you know, the industry better than I do, you know, absolutely mm. been in the industry for a long, 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 long time. And it's one of those ones where like, it's one of these industries where you, you make amazing friendships, you know, you make long lasting mm. friendships, but you also, there's times when, you know, your friendships gets tested, especially when times, you know, where things aren't going rosy or, you know, where people can't yeah. feel like they can't, you know, use you or leverage you off certain things or networks connections or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But it really does bring out the truth with these relationships in those times. So I it think does a lot. I learned a lot about a lot of people. I realized because the moment I lost used to people, mm. people just distanced themselves without a word. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and including a lot of people in Australia, most of the Australian content creators scene just like backed away. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Um, but those that didn't, I'm giving way more time to. So mm. yeah, like I've learned a lot from this. It's so, ah, it frustrates the fuck out of me. Sorry to swear. And there'll probably be more That's swearing fine. in this podcast. So feel free. Like I don't really care. Oh, cool. Good. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just, it just shits me that you've got these people. I get it. And it shits me. So you got these people not, not pointing any fingers or anything like that. I don't do that. So, mm. but you've got just people in general that are basically like, I understand the industry, you know, looking at brands, they want, you know, certain people, they want a certain personality, their morals and values. And, you know, they've got all these things. And, and like, it, it's this fine line where it's like, well, I like as a person in my morals, my moral compass is like, 
you know, like I want to stand behind this person. I want to support this person. This is a good friend. You know, mm. I, I've known this person for a long time. I believe what they're saying, you know, and I, I know them for who they are, you yeah. know, and I want to support them. But the brands that I work with, you know, and all these other things that I create a business from a living and I'm very conscious and conservative and, and very nervous that yeah. I don't want to upset the, the apple cart here don't in line with those values so i can't i'm sorry friend of so many years you know i hope you understand but i have to distance myself that sucks like yeah that's been a lot of what's happened a lot of it's like we can't be close to you because it's like and i've had a few friends of mine who like message me they're like you know we love you but it's career suicide to associate with you like right. it just career is. suicide okay yeah well, i was like we'll dm you and we'll chat to you as a friend privately but like publicly for a little while we just can't just can't Fuck. Yeah. That's so annoying. That, from an, that, from an that, outsider, that's from an outsider looking in, like you got mates, come on, like fucking like, you know, let, let's go talk about it. Let's buddy, you know, fuck, we're in it together sort of thing, you know. Yeah, if any, that's the adult thing to do, like you just talk about it, but many didn't. And that's mm. fine. That's like, it's a, it's a tricky thing. People don't know how to handle this. People don't know how to handle the situation. We'll get into this in the podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. There's no real way to enter into this one here. So I'm going to do a little bit different, something that I've never done and something that you're doing on YouTube at the moment when you're doing your intros. You're, you're speaking a bit of Japanese when you do your yes. intros, aren't you? Trying to. Trying I mean, you're, to. Pretty, you're pretty good. You've been doing it for a long I while now. I sound good. I sound you good. You sound very good. You sound very good. <laughs> I sound very horrendous. I haven't done Japanese in many, many years. So uh, let me try this. Uh, let's, let's give it a go. Konnichiwa. Watashi ni onomai wa den desu. Hajime mashite. And that's all I got. Uh, outside of that, I've got. What, is that right? Is that my name is Dane? Nice to meet you. That's good. Arigato. Good. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. Oh, very good. You like, like uh, your name is Dane. Nice to meet you. That's all I got. And I got from anime all those years. I've got Sugoi. I've watched enough Dragon Ball to to know that is amazing. Correct me if I'm not wrong, unless I've been thinking it's about like cool. Cool, is it? Okay. Cool. You cool. you can you yeah. Cool is kind of what it officially translates. Is it? I'm trying to get my uh, eight year old daughter to go in because she's learning Japanese now. Because uh. yeah, so she's learning Japanese now, and um, I'm trying to get her to go in there and say uh, Sugoi or what's the other one? Orange Jujutsu or Tabimasuka. And she says hi, Orange Jujutsu. What are you trying to ask? Orange Jujutsu. Is it? Is it? Do you want orange juice? <laughs> Is oh, no, no, tabi, is you would use something tabi a little bit different there. So tabedu is to eat, right? Yeah, okay, tabi. But yeah. nomu is to drink. Ah, oh, well, glad I glad she hasn't so done you it go, yet. So onenji juice or nomimasu ka? Like, nomimasu is to drink, yeah. and tabimasu is to eat. Tabimasu is to eat. So like, tabimasu like if you want to eat a hamburger, you're like hamburger or tabimasu ka? Tabimasu. Tabimasu. Hamburger or tabimasu tabimasu ka? If you were asked to, if you if you wanted to invite someone to do it, mm. you actually ask tabimasen ka. You ask the negative. Oh, okay. That implies it's an invitation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Far out. There you go. I'm and that's done. specifically in death must form. In like short form, you'd be like, you know, uh, juice or normal night. It's like a short form of like, do you want to drink orange juice? Okay. What's with the cart at the end? Is that like a question mark? Oh, it's a question. Oh, it's, it's a question, question mark. mark. Yeah. Okay. So I remember that. Specifically in death must form. In short form, where I went normal night, I raise. Okay. I raise the information and that means question. Okay, there you go. I just remember like, I was only telling Rach, my wife, the other day about this story. I don't know why I remembered this. Um, it was random. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. But like back in school days, you, you sort of remember some, like whether it's a, a memory or something where you just killed it, you know, whether it's an exam or you yeah. played a sports and you just, or you, you know, did well in PE. You just nailed it. You flexed and it was awesome. And you never forget about it. And like that mm. was, and for me, that was like, I think it was year eight or nine and I was in, it was LOAT. So for anyone that doesn't know what LOAT, classes it's language other than language English. other than English that's it yeah. hey we're going back now <laughs> so I mean like you know the, you, most schools have it you learn French um yeah. I was about to say English mine had mine had 
Indonesian and German. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah. So I did Japanese. So I did Japanese through <laughs> primary school. I did it through high school. And I remember that, I even remember the teacher's name, Miss Sweeney. So she, um, I think it was like, she popped us like a week beforehand. She basically said, all right, guys, this is pretty much all your marks are going to be in this one speech. <laughs> and so like, here's this one page speech that you fill in with obviously you personal details, you, you know, your name, your, uh, yeah, your date yeah. of birth and all the rest. I think like one of the questions there was uh, my phone number is, which sounds a bit weird. Like, okay. So it's like Dang Dabangua. Yeah, Dang Dabangua. So like, and so I remember like, I used to love, I used to love Japanese. I still love Japanese. I just want to go to Japan. I haven't been there far out. But, um, but yeah. Go. I, I, I normally go every year. And Do you? Technically, yeah, technically you I was there during 2020. Technically, <sighs> I was there in January. So I, I've still gone every year for the last five years. Uh, I plan to take the kids in the next couple of years. So wait until Nintendo World is built. Oh, my God. Yeah. They've got the Nintendo world, they've got yep. the Naruto yeah, world. Yeah, I saw the Naruto world. Them, oh, I'm keen. I'm keen as a bean. Um, but yeah, this story. So like, yeah, so like they gave us Miss Sweeney. So like, all right, everyone, you know, you got a week, you got to learn this whole like massive script. You know, I don't want to see, she's hammering us every day like that we were in this class, you know. Right. And um, she's basically like, you know, you can't, you cannot go up there with with the piece of paper. You cannot go up there with a piece of paper. Oh, you got to know, you got to know it off by heart. And I like, and so I was like, right, this is like, I was so determined, like I'm going to learn this thing yeah. i'm just gonna absolutely yeah. smash it so i just remember i never dedicated so much to one thing and i basically just all week just like absolutely recited this thing just, off yeah. memory memory off by heart sort of thing and i remember the day came and i was feeling like super confident went into the classroom and every other kid in there had the piece of paper and they were just shitting themselves just trying to learn this thing like it was a last minute buddy cram oh, session no, and i'm yeah, going shit yeah. and, and anyway so like long story short is that i went up there after i was probably in the middle there and I went up there and I didn't have a piece of paper and everyone's like, oh, you know, here we go. He's, this, this, he thinks he's got it. And I nailed it. I nailed that thing. And, um, yeah, got the applause and everything. But I just remember it was like a massive flex moment and uh, it was a good feeling. And the principal came up and put me on his shoulders and ran around the school. No, I'm just joking. That didn't happen. <laughs> I wish that happened. But, uh, no, it was good, Couldn't man. Do that these days. But <laughs> no, 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 no. But, oh, man, like such a good moment. Oh, I love it. But um, Those moments where, like, you, you work really hard and you're rewarded for it. Mm. By, by doing like something like that and nailing it is is always such a good feeling. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially as someone who's like studying Japanese now, like I have to do like oral assessments, so I have mm. to do speeches and things. And when you get them, it's like it's a great feeling. Yeah. And like oh. I was saying, we can't use a piece of paper. We just got to go up and say it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's just when you work out on something and you smash it and you nail it and you know you've mm. done it, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it's an absolutely good feeling. Man, it's it's so good to see you. I know we've been having a chat, you know, over text messages and DMs and things like that. It's been a long while. You know, the last last podcast we did, you actually, you're the second guest, the only guest I think That's I've had right, in yeah. twice. So, mate, uh, thank you so much for coming back on. Like, it was- Thank that, you for the invitation. Yeah, oh, mate, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, so May of 2019, so almost a year and a half ago, you jumped on the podcast yeah. and, you know, had a chat with me. The episode, you know, definitely talked about, you know, your entry into how you got into Twitch and streaming and, and what Twitch does and, and streaming does for you. And I, I know it was a big social out, outlet for yourself and, you know, it was a way for you to connect and create communities and you love it. You love streaming. And we also dived into things like, you know, your mental health at the time as well. And we talked on, you know, subjects about, you know, suicide ideation and the things that you were battling on with at that moment because there was a lot of things that were going on in your life. Mm. And I know that a lot of things like over that, that six-month period there, allowed you to to reach out and, and seek help and you were seeking help that was probably one of the, it still is it's it's definitely one of my favorite episodes because 
it was just a lot of value that I got from having a chat with you. I think there was just a lot of real advice and information shared from, you know, an honest place from, from your own experiences. And I think that's part of your personality where you're very, you know, you're very straight up. And I think one of the things that we had a chat about after the podcast was, was ended and I appreciated your time after that as well is that, you know, one of the things that we talked about on the podcast was something that, you know, had happened to you in, in those recent times and you're very respectful about not, you know, diving too deep into that. And, you know, after the podcast, you know, we had a chat about that and, you know, you opened up about it being a relationship, not mentioning any names as to who it was and the details or anything like that, but for someone that you'd really cared for, that you, you had hurt them and that you were really remorseful for that. And, you know, your personality, you did everything that you could to, you know, try and fix the situation because it's, you know, you want to see the best in people and, you know, it was just one of those things at that time where it was sort of, you know, your headspace wasn't wasn't great. And, you know, every time you sort of tried to fix it and do the, try and do the right thing that you felt were doing the right thing, you know, it would just make it worse. And, you know, it's a rinse and repeat type of range, you know, type thing. And I think a lot of people can sort of like just on the, the basics of that, I think like a lot of people can maybe resonate with being in a situation there where, you know, you may hurt someone, you may do something wrong, you know, you know, may make a mistake and, and it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, I just, I, I don't want to create issues. I, you know, I just want to make sure it's better. I want to fix it straight away. And, you know, sometimes it's, it probably is more helpful to step away from it, look at it from a different perspective, you know, give it time or, or maybe take a different approach to doing it. But, you know, one of the things that we had a chat about that is, you know, I can definitely tell, mate, you were, you were super remorseful for, for that. And it was a big part of you seeking help, you know, receiving professional help to improve yourself. You know, you wanted to change, you know, you wanted to be better. You wanted to do better. You wanted to be a better person because, you know, that's, that's a big part of you and your personality. And fast forward from that, we hit here in June, 2020. And I remember like I was, you know, listening to a podcast, a podcast that I normally listen to. And, um, I'm sort of oblivious to a lot of things, you know, I sort of live in my own little world half the time. One of the things that sort of you know, really caught me off guard is, is that the guys on the podcast were talking about, you know, everything going on with the culture within Twitch with regards to abuse and, and these relationships and recent abuse, I guess. One of the names that came up with was yourself, but it was more so just about the banning, you know, of yourself in Twitch. And, you know, and I just went, fuck, like just immediately just said, holy shit, like, how is he doing? Like, how the fuck is he feeling? Like, I haven't spoken to him in a little while. I need to reach out to you, you know, and I looked at Twitter and, you know, Twitter was doing its Twitter thing with, you know, social media and everyone sort of jumping on this bandwagon to make everyone yeah. accountable at that time. And, you know, I'm just like, fuck, that just added to me. Like, I hope he's doing okay. Like, I know that, you know, you know, just when you get those gut feelings that you're just like, fuck, I need to check in with this person. You know, this is a lot of heavy shit that is going down and I just want to make sure that this person's okay and that they know that, you know, if they want to have a chat with someone or they fucking just want to vent or just, like, just, you know, I think at that time, maybe like when I was looking at it, there's a little bit of silence from yourself. And I just, I wanted to just dive in there and, you know, just make sure that you're okay. And I'm so happy you did, man, because, and I'm so happy more and more happy that you, you reached out and you answered me and, you know, and you opened up about what is going on and how you were feeling and, and you weren't doing well, man. So, I mean, do you mind, I guess sharing a little bit of that for myself and the listeners yeah, here too. Absolutely. So I'll bring you up to to speed as best as I can. Um, keep in mind, everyone listening, uh, you're all lovely and this is pretty heavy stuff. So just uh, be mindful of that. So as you know, we talked about me, um, my relationship failure with another broadcaster um, a little while ago. Uh, it's been a couple of years now since that happened. And as, as, you, as you said, I felt pretty bad about the whole thing which I did. Mm. I felt awful. I felt awful that I had heard like unintentionally um, hurt somebody who I really cared about. 
And on further inspection, I realized I accidentally triggered a traumatic experience for them. Didn't mean to, but that's what happened. And that in turn triggered one of my own. And it just didn't go well. So I felt very bad about it and got professional help, which I still get, um, to try and improve through that, um, of course. So I, I felt by about the end of last year, I felt pretty good. Um, I had kind of like landed a job I really liked, was getting paid comfortably, was traveling a lot, uh, kind of very happy with everything. Everything was great. Everything was fantastic. Really. I was doing the best I could. I still had to keep touch with, um, with my ex-partner in a professional aspect because work in the same space and I was doing stuff for her group based on where I work because I still wanted to help out, but I didn't want to do anything one-on-one just like professionally with the whole group. Very mm. good. Um, and then as we know, this, uh, this kind of, for lack of a better term, streamer me too movement happened. And um, it was devastating in a variety of ways, not to talk about myself at first to, to realize that um, a lot of friends of mine were not just victims, which is very bad, of course, um, but also perpetrators. Like out of a lot of the people that got called out are people who I've met before, people who I've shared drinks with before, people who I've talked to before, mm. people who I've thought they couldn't do this. They That seems so unlikely for them. But then you see the stories and you read the stories and you realize, whoa, this is really serious what some of these people have done. And let's not beat around the bush here. Some people did some very serious, highly illegal things. And, you know, they've defended themselves in their own way or they haven't. A lot of them, you know, may have just kind of did the whole sorry they got caught thing, which I'm not a fan of, especially as somebody who genuinely has tried to fix themselves without Mm. being put to the court of public opinion. Uh, But then that happened. The court of public opinion came and my my ex-partner, uh, bless her heart. She um she called me out. She called me out in a very public, very big way. Um, and you know, not gonna blame her for that because it was a traumatic experience and those hurt people. She's had them in the past. Trauma is very bad. Mm. And you know, sometimes the smallest thing can trigger a traumatic experience and really hurt you without realizing it. Um, so she did. Um, she left her name anonymous, um, which is fine because it's a difficult thing to talk about. And our relationship was never public anyway. Um, So of course I responded in turn again, kept her name anonymous because I don't really have any interest in causing my ex-partner any harm. So not something I want to do. So I kept that private and kind of like said to an extent, my version of accounts. Uh, Not everything is in there. I left a lot out because I don't want to, I don't really believe in the idea of, of going to the court of public opinion. I'd rather just sort this through official channels. And because of the timing, a lot of people had been recently called out at that time for like very, again, very bad things, very bad things. Mm. I cannot stress that enough. Um, It's kind of like there was no gray area. It's like, oh, you are also part of this. We are going to treat you the same way. And I was thrown in with a lot of those kinds of people and dragged around with the same, the sort of same vitriol. Um, This led to uh, waking up to an email from Twitch saying my account had been banned and then losing my job as well mm. and losing a very large portion of my friends. Keep in mind, I've been streaming for years now. Yep. It's where I make all my friends. Uh, if my, if, if somebody isn't streaming, I don't know them very like, it's just, and that's not a bad thing. It's just like, that's just where I happen to make all my friends. Yeah, that's right. And to lose a huge amount of them overnight was uh, very, very difficult. Um, this led to me 
having to check into the hospital due to an attempt on my own life because it was too much because I'd realized I'd lost my job, I'd lost my career, I'd lost my friends, I'd lost my hobby. And I kind of in my head was like, what have I got now? Mm. I don't have a qualification. I don't have skills. I'm just done. And I didn't really get a chance to do it. It was like trial by fire. I'm just done. So I um, went to hospital because of that. Um, thankfully, as I'm sure you figured out, I was okay. I got through it. And I've gone through on a pretty severe harm reduction program since then, um, which as of this wrapped up a few days ago. And yeah, just trying to get through and, and finding new directions. That's probably, I guess, the shortest way of putting it. Yep. So much from that, that has happened just in that period of time. Like it was just like, as you said, everything that you've worked for over the many, many years, not only just like the job, but all the friendships that you've created, all the communities of people that, you know, you've invested in. And even from like the original conversations that we had in those podcasts, like Twitch and the communities and and the friendships, they are your friends. And in that immediate moment, it was purely just like, you know, gone. It's like, it's like, you know, you come back to your house being burnt down. That's the scenario. It is as if my house, like my house was burnt down. Yep. I, my house was burnt down and I didn't have insurance. Yeah. just nothing. I'm like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. So it's what you feel very, the sense of helplessness is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. hundred And yeah, definitely right. And that just that overwhelming feeling, like you said, with just everything going on and like, and just the fact that like you painted with the same brush as everyone, like it's, it's purely just like, you know, you're another one that's guilty, guilty, guilty put it straight into the bucket of everyone else sort of thing. And, you know, there's no sort of looking at the facts or anything look at, looking at the severity of this. And once again, like, you know, if I didn't say this at the start of the podcast, like I, I want to take this place and I want to take this view as a, like a, a non-biased view on either of the fans. I want to be respectful for both yourself and your ex-girlfriend. I don't know Thank your you. ex-girlfriend. I want to make sure that I'm respectful for everyone. So I, I just wanted to let everyone know that's, yeah. you know, that's my position. I know that you're, your position as well. It's one of those things I cannot comprehend. Imagine working so long to, to build up something, everything you've done, your career's gone. And especially in an industry that you're in where everyone knows each other, you know, it's a very tight yeah. community, you know, you, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I just know like how overwhelming that you would have felt, especially even, even considering like, you know, your previous history with, mm. with all that and how hard all that work that you'd put in to, to get to a place that you thought you were doing okay. It was definitely difficult going through because, you know, as you know, um, for those who listened to the last podcast I was on, I went through suicidal ideation during the breakup mm. and went and got help about that. And I finally kind of conquered all that and it felt great. And then this happened and it all came back really hard. And yep. it's not like it's happened once and that's it. There are still people online um, who are people who I trusted, people who I loved and cared for, who still call me out to this day. They stay, they, they still continue to. And each time they do... I have to go and call like Lifeline or call the suicide callback service, which is a very good service, Rugby Highly, mm. um, and and services like that. Like people don't realize that that kind of stuff is really, really damaging, especially as someone like, like myself who puts a lot of their value into what others think of them, yeah. which is not healthy, but it is something that I do. I like to be liked by other people, so I try and do things to make them like me. Yep in like not in a selfish way like i just try to be helpful and try to be a good person yeah definitely because then people generally like other good people however that leads to situations where you can leave yourself intentionally being very vulnerable mm. because you trust people easily and then when they something like this happens it really really hurts so you got to mm. keep in mind also it is 2020 this is a rough year on a lot of people everyone is cooped inside a lot of people have lost jobs lost income lost family members lost friends Everyone is very, very high strung mm. and very stressed. 
at the moment. People are angry, especially with a variety of other movements that are going on. People are very angry and hurt. So I think it was kind of a bit of the perfect storm where when this thing happened, people had a way to vent their anger towards something. Mm. And they did. Not to say that it's necessarily a bad thing. Again, a lot of people did some horrible things. And it's good that that's come to light. Those bad actors have been removed from the space. Uh, I really do hope that those people are taking rehabilitation, for lack of a better term, as remotely seriously as I did. Mm. Because they did some horrendous stuff that makes me cry to think about. But yeah, it was definitely, uh, it's, it's a, it was a rough, it's a rough time for everyone. So people, I think, are very emotionally charged. And I don't blame them for that. I don't blame my ex for being emotionally charged either. It's a tough time. And trauma does that. Mm. Trauma comes, you never know when it's going to hit you. It can hit you out of nowhere. Yep. It can make you depressed out of nowhere. It can make you feel suicidal out of nowhere. You can be completely fine and then just not. So I think it's really important to to take that step back and, and, and look at things that way. Yeah. And kind of go like, why? I think we're just tabling it here. Any abuse of any kind is not acceptable. So we all agree on that 100%. Yeah. You know, 100%. That, that is the clear cut. There's no ifs or buts around it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's not up for question. One other question, like, because if you're abused, you clearly have intent. Like, intent is such a big thing. If you've got intent to hurt somebody and you hurt somebody, that is not a good thing, period. One of the things that I really respected, and I know, as I said, I can see, I I think I know you, and as much as times as we haven't, you know, spent a huge amount of time together, but I just, I sort of know your traits and your personalities. And I know you're that type of person that really values the opinions of others, even to a point there, like you mentioned just before, probably to an unhealthy level where it's sort of Mm. like, you know, you really care about the opinions of others on yourself. And it's just that mindset that we all need to be aware of that we're not going to be liked by everyone. You know, we each are individuals. We each have different values. We each, you know, grow up in different situations. We are who we are and that's absolutely okay. And one of the things that I like, I had massive respect for yourself is just the ability for you to just be accountable, you know, to put your hand up and say, this is not acceptable. I've done these things and I'm not happy at all with this and I'm going to be accountable for myself and I'm going to continue seeking help and I will seek help and be a better better person. And, and I mean, like even just like, you know, we were talking earlier about obviously with everything going on socials and everyone, you know, running to socials, as you mentioned, you know, regards to putting their, you know, feedback and, and, you know, all the comments and everything there, the amount of time that you took to, you know, reply to a lot of these comments, you know, that were looking for, you know, social justice. From my opinion, you didn't deflect. It was, it's ultimately like you were supporting the awareness to this, that this is, this is not on, you know, this shouldn't be accepted. And, you know, Mm. we need to do better as a collective, as yourself, as, as everyone, you know, within, the communities in general, we need to do better. We need to be made aware of this, this thing, you know, this stuff does happen. We need to be better. At that time there, you're in a mindset of what do I do? And you have choices. And I think you taking, standing up and putting your hand up and being accountable, you know, for your actions is is huge. I just want to basically give you that respect, mate, because that's, that's huge. It's such a crucial thing, I think, because yeah, when that happened, I definitely had options available to me. I could have For example, I could have gone completely silent. I could have denied. I could have challenged. Mm. I could have brought everything to the public. I could have outed her in turn. Because keep in mind, like, you know, this was toxic in both directions. Neither of us were kind to each other. uh, And and I strongly believe neither of us did so intentionally. There are, like, multiple ways that this could have gone down. But you think about it and you go, like, what's the right thing? What's the morally right thing? Mm. What's the most important thing? And you go, like, if you do something wrong doesn't matter if it was intentional or not 
it's still the morally right thing to be like that happened and it's not good yeah. like we already know based on my last podcast that i was already pretty remorseful and sad about it i'm already trying to fix it that mm. i'm not gonna suddenly be like oh, i didn't happen like you know there is definitely things in both accounts that are questionable which i'm not going to go into here but at the end of the day no matter what happened or didn't happen that's yep. not relevant what happened is i hurt someone i care about didn't doesn't matter if I did or chose to or didn't choose to, but obviously didn't mean to, but I did. Owning that's really important. Being accountable for for that kind of stuff is is the first part to fixing things and mending things mm. and trying to do the right thing and, and spreading awareness and, and doing that. There are, I think I say this a lot, like it's what you do after you make a mistake that shows the true strength of what one's character is. People make mistakes all the time. It is the nature of humanity. It's what we do. No one is perfect. If we're all perfect, life would be very boring. And it's flaws that make people who they are. It makes people unique. It makes people interesting because they have the ability to learn from flaws and adapt and change. Mm. What's important is where you grow from there. And that's something I tried my best to take to heart. Yes, it was very tough. Like I'd argue in terms of the approach I took to everything, I've probably chosen the hardest path. Uh, instead, you know, I could have done a variety of other things. I could have, I said, challenged, argued, like lied and denied, um, which would lead to a different kind of state, right? Maybe mm. I wouldn't be banned. Maybe things would be different. But morally, it's just not the right thing to do. That's mm. not respectful to the person who I cared about. That's not right to me. And I think uh, it's really important, yeah, what you do from a mistake and how you grow and how you change that really really strikes a lot and i think you can you can kind of see that online in a way a lot of the other people that did get called out rightfully as far as we're aware have just vanished for good or um or denied and they're still getting like lots of vitriol now i think very few people chose to be like accountable and then actively document how they're getting better i did take two months off social completely i still watched it every day because i'm addicted to social media but i spent two months where i just didn't talk mostly because i was scared Mostly not because I didn't want to or because I'm like, oh, I'm angry. I was terrified. Mm. I became very terrified to talk to anybody. I don't know if somebody's going to yell at me or not. And if I get yelled at or snapped at by somebody, am I going to be back in the hospital again? It mm. was a bad, like, I just couldn't do it. So I had to take two months to myself to the point where my dad got really worried. He called me. He's never seen that happen where I just go silent for so long. So he got really worried because um, I don't, haven't talked to my, my family don't know about any of this. Um, because I don't want to worry them. I'm the I'm the the logical straight arrowed positive one of the family. Right. Like I'm the one in the family that is like that in their eyes. Um, as much as I don't like being uh, untrue to things, I don't want to put them through that stress. I'm so happy that your dad reached out. Like he he saw the yeah. signs. Like you know, obviously, like you know, you, you're the type of person that would would post. I don't know, like ten times a day on socials, you know, yeah. and you'd be very active on socials, you know. But and to to be silent for for two months, that's obviously that's a that's a clear sign, you know. And these are these sort of signs that we all need to be mindful of. If someone, you know, doesn't have to yeah. be that long. I think he was more worried that I'd like caught COVID. I think that was his concern. I, he knows, like mentally, as far as he's concerned, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, and my whole family think I'm fine um, because I don't want to worry them. don't want to stress out my family. But he definitely, he didn't hear from me and um, he reached out. I'm happy that he did because uh, he has, he's still going through cancer treatment and things like that. And COVID for him being, he's in mm. like his seventies is very scary. Definitely. So he just doesn't leave. He stays in his little one bedroom apartment and kind of takes things easy. 
just looking at that time there, you know, obviously you said like you've, you've taken some time away from the socials. Like what were you mm. doing? Like how did you stay busy? How did you better yourself? What did that look like with regards to the treatment wise? Because I know you're doing a lot of education. Like you actually enrolled in, in doing some more further education as well now too. So I did a lot. At, at first I didn't. At first it was impossible to really even do anything but binge anime and sit on my chair. I was just, I needed to just find a way to emotionally kill my brain mm. because if I thought too hard, I would break down and that was very bad. And then I'd have a panic attack and I'd stop breathing and it was, it was not fun. So for a, for a good couple of weeks, I just binged anime, caught up on a lot of stuff I hadn't seen in a long time, but I didn't do anything for a little bit. Then I was, uh, I had a few friends who I was still talking to pretty frequently on like Discord PMs. Um, there are some, there, I, had a, I had my trusted network of people I still talk to. So I still talk to them. That's good. And a couple of them recommended a few different things. And the first one is, and this is something I really want to educate people on, is um, mental health first aid training. Yes. This is something that a lot of people don't know exists, and it is absolutely fantastic. Everyone thinks, oh, there's first aid training, and there is, of course, like CPR training. Mental health first aid training is huge and really important. But a lot of people have asked me, like, why would you do that? Your mental health is not good. Why are you trying to help others' mental health? I think it's really important to do because you can do it and apply the strategies to yourself, which is exactly why I chose to do it. I chose to learn a lot more about, like, um, conflict resolution and de-escalation and professional help and guiding people to professional help because I knew I needed that. Um, and I needed to assist myself and use that training on myself. I can't always speak to somebody. I can't always have someone I need to talk to. Mm. And sometimes, you know, my safety plan, because I have a safety plan when suicidal ideation gets too high, which is like, you know, important things to live for, triggers that you're aware of and stuff like that. Um, that isn't always going to work. So applying MHFA training to myself is really important. It has also led to me being able to uh, very actively help others, um, which is something I have done in that time. There's definitely been people who have uh, been experiencing very high suicidal ideation who I've been able to, using my training, de-escalate that and get them to seek professional help, which is really hard for people. It's very confronting, very daunting mm. thing to do. So that's been good in itself. So that's like one of the, the many things I have done. Um, going into other further education, of course, now I, I figured with, with the job loss, I had all the time in the day, what do I do? And because of the COVID lockdown, the coronavirus supplement is a thing. So I was able to like, you know, not stress too much about that. Although I was very stressed about everything else. I chose to kind of go to university and do my old dream going into content creation for so long. I put my dreams, my old life dreams on hold to the point where I'd basically abandoned them and kind of forgotten about them. I'd kind of found my place in content creation. I was very happy, had lots of acquaintances who I thought were friends and was kind of doing my thing. Uh, but I actually realized that I, I abandoned something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, which was be a polyglot and basically travel the world and, and talk to people and, and do all that. Yeah, I was cool. doing the traveling as a content creator, but it not in the way that I really wanted to do. Mm. So I figured now is a perfect time to, to start my degree, which I'm doing at like a majoring in Japanese and global Asia, Asian studies. Yep. And then any other subjects that are going into Korean and into gender studies. Gender studies, I think, has been really important because it's allowed me to, I already had a very open mind about this kind of stuff, like I identify as pan and things like that, but it's allowed me to really open my mind further and allow me to look more into like critical thinking and stepping outside the box and looking at things from other people's perspectives mm. it's allowed me to, to challenge things a lot more because I'm looking at articles every day about like, you know, 
gender equality and like gender equation, which is like science and making sure that, you know, science that you do is beneficial to all genders, not just like, oh, we had a sample size of a hundred males, which, you know, doesn't always help mm. and things like that. So looking into all that constantly, I found has been really good at expanding my mind in that way and just giving me a more worldly opinion. Mm. And it's allowed me to apply, as I said, a lot more critical thinking, which is something that I do think that social media lacks. And I think that a lot of situations lack. Uh, critical thinking is something that is so important. Something that I didn't have before I really started uni. I just kind of didn't think about it too much. I would look at something and go, oh, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. It's reading fact. Uh, whereas now I'll look at something and go, cool. Why was it written that way? Who wrote it? What are their credentials? What are they supporting? What are they not supporting? How are they supporting it? And really break things down in a, in a much larger way, which is I think just like a, a general approach to academia thought and something that I definitely recommend that the internet at whole, especially social media like Twitter, could really use the education on. I think we all need the education on, or at least a, like a bit of a perspective bump now and again, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and that's, and that's, you know, you turn on the TV, whether it's news or media or social media or any sort of form of that, you know, they're, they're after attention. Attention is the number one seeker. Mm. Attention is everything. Attention can be monetized. Attention is everything. How, how that story, that narrative is played out, you know, is up to the narrator, you know, and it's us as the consumer to determine whether that's real, false, what is real, what is false. It's really tricky. And yeah. it can be tricky to figure out what is truth and what's not as well. That's a really hard thing. Mm. But generally with social media, I found, at least on Twitter, everything's just fact. Mm. Everything's just fact. People believe everything. So as a result, it makes for some really difficult, tricky situations um, because people are quick to believe, people are quick to spread news, people are quick to anger. It isn't necessarily always justified on what it is. Uh, sometimes it can be very unjust and it can lead to people doing disastrous things or being affected by disastrous things. And Excellent. it's too late at that point. It's too late at that point. Like people forget that like bullying and harassment is a thing. Mm. And it's one of the leading causes of suicide out there. Suicide impacts one in eight families in Australia every day. And a lot of them are from bullying and harassment. And you, know, you can't take it back. That person has passed. Their family is impacted. Their work is impacted. Their friends are impacted. It affects, you know, 100 to 200 people in that person's extended network. And you can't take that back. You mm. can't apologize to them. It's done. People forget that. People don't take that to heart. And we have seen it in the case of in the Twitch space where a couple of other streamers, bless their hearts, like Recfall and Alana have taken their lives. Mm. Um, and really, like during that time, they were not related to what happened, but they have because of like bullying and harassment and various things like that. That's right. Um, people forget that words have power and words like, yes, of course, it's, you know, actions speak louder than words. Doesn't mean words don't have power. Words can cause disastrous things if you are not careful, which I'm saying because I'm segueing into kind of the last big thing that's changed. So as I said before, suicide attempt, thankfully, I'm fine. I got through it okay, which is great. Uh, we're very lucky in Australia how we have an amazing mental health services program available for the public, which is not paid for. Um, like I didn't pay for this. So what happened was after I was discharged from the hospital, um, I had counselors over at my house the next day um, because I have a counseling outlet, actually only about a 10 minute walk away from where I live. And from there, they put me onto what's called the uh, HOPE team, which is Hospital Post-Suicidal Engagement Team, Operations Team. This is a relatively new program. It's been out for, I think, about a year. And it was a 12-week program 
where I was assigned a psychologist, a psychosocial support worker, a psychiatrist. And again, I didn't pay for any of this. Okay. Um, I would speak to them twice a week or once a week, depending. It was twice a week at the start, once a week towards the end. And it's their objective to reduce your suicidal ideation okay. and make it so that you're in a much more structured and comfortable place. How do they gauge yep. that? Is that just a sort of like a, you know, when you're doing the mental health care plan, is it sort of a questionnaire? Is it sort of like a, they're looking at that plus they're looking at behaviors. The, how do they sort of gauge that? Okay. So they gauge that with, with the survey at the start mm. and a survey at the end, which I've done. I actually posted the survey results online, of which there's kind of three major scales like the outcome ideation attribute scale, which indicates like how you are. Uh, a lot of the questions that, you know, I were asked, you know, like, could I, call for help with arms. Were there feelings of helplessness? I have friends I could rely on. Do I feel comfortable speaking? Like all kinds of stuff. And I felt very helpless and overwhelmed. I felt like there was nothing I could do. I was like, in my head right now, I have nothing. Mm. So why not make my life actually over was the thoughts. So I did my first, like and it's from zero to 10, zero being very bad, 10 being fine. Um, I started that course at an average of two out of 10 in my answers which is very dangerous. Mm, mm. Um, I left that course with an average of eight out of 10. It finished again for the timeliness. It finished I, my last appointment was a Thursday now. So it was two days ago Yep, was my uh, discharge appointment from that. Uh, and now I go back to a regular psychologist, but I got out of that an eight feeling oddly enough, despite everything that's happening at the moment, kind of the happiest I've been in a long time Yeah, okay. because I'm working on my, I'm working on my life dream and working on my accomplishments. Yep. And, you know, I'm back to live streaming on YouTube for the time being. Um, as I kind of go through official channels to work mm. through my Twitch on ban. Again, I have zero interest in the court of public opinion. I have zero interest in, in dragging things out that way. It's not good for my ex. It's not good for anyone. Mm. Um, so I'm just trying to work through things through officially yep. channels, which is why I'm so silent about it all. People ask like, why do you talk about it more? Like, why do you make us, I'm like, what's the point? Well, yeah. This isn't, what's the point of dragging this out more to the public and causing my ex stress? Mm. It's terrible. I don't want to do that. No one wins. Mm. So going through all that, um, that in itself, that appeal is very mentally taxing to do. Mm. But otherwise, things like, good, like, you know, I'm getting back into education and learning, which is great, and getting my degree, something I always wanted to do and something that no one in my family has. Yeah. Because we come from pretty low class kind of upbringing. Uh, making new friends at uni, which is great. Um, and a lot of them, because I'm a personality, people knew who I were, knew who I was. And uh, they knew what had happened. That was really scary. Yeah, Going into a new environment and people are like, oh, you're bless RNG. You're the guy that got done for these things. It's wow. Like, oh, it's, it's just straight away trigger. Straight away horrifying. Yep. Because I now can now talk to anybody and go, oh, they're going to call me out for this thing. And the thing is, Twitter spreads like wildfire. Right? Mm. But mm. like whispers and like the words change. And like, I've looked at stuff online and people are like, oh, Bless did this. And I'm like, that is absolutely not what happened. Mm, and that mm. is way worse mm. than what occurred. And that's horrifying yep. because people read that. And again, people will take that as fact. So they go, oh, you're blessed. You're a terrible human being. You did all these things. And it's like, whoa. And like having to have that conversation mm. again and again. It's like I've had to have that conversation with a lot of people. Wow. And like to be like, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And you have and to just constantly explain hard. yourself, like yeah. you know, because you just. And I reckon I will be for the next few years. I don't around. think it's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's just going to be something that's going to be around, um, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, what can I do about it? But yeah, like to go back, you know, like but education's been really good. That's good. Um, that for my headspace has been great. Getting back into that learning, doing the mental health first aid training was brilliant. It's good. Um, 
You'd encourage that for anyone to do that, would you? Not just someone that's yeah, cool. Nice. Anyone. It's a couple hundred bucks. Um, it lasts for it's an official accreditation that lasts for three years. Yep. Um, you can be your authorized mental health first aid officer in a workplace, much like you can being an authorized first aid officer. Same mm. thing. Mm. It's literally the same style of thing. It just has mental health at the front. Yep. Um, and there's three different kinds. You can do it for the workplace, for tertiary students, or just community. I did the community one. Yep. Well, that's been to help out anybody. And uh, it's come in handy. As I said, I've already used it, I think, three times. I've had to deal with people who have suffering suicidal ideation. And I reach out mm. because I went through it. And so I know what they're feeling. I know what's going through their head, at least the best I can. So I want to try and make sure that they don't make, they don't go as far as I did. Get them on professional help, especially in Australia, how we have so many services, like Lifeline is a service. Suicide callback service is the best service. I recommend them highly because okay. they're way more trained specifically in that thing. Okay. Um, there are, you know, there's like mental health triage services, for example, you can call. Mm-hmm. You can check yourself into the hospital and there's nothing wrong with doing that. People yep. think you can't do that. You absolutely can. Okay. Check yourself in a hospital. It's what I did. Have you yourself in those dark times just used that as a first point of contact to reach out to someone? Oh, yes. Before I went to the hospital, I've used, like, in the last six months, I've used Lifeline three times because I felt helpless. Yeah. But I was like, what do I do? Um, again, for me, it's a bit different because I was already, A, trying to fix the scenario. Right. And B, had already gone through suicidal ideation for quite some time. Right. So I have my, like, my little color scale in my head. Uh, mm. If you don't know much about that, a Checkpoint, fantastic mental health charity, have a little color Grading suicidal ideation system, which I use every day, um, where you know green is like you're fine, yellow is you're thinking about it, orange you're thinking about it, and like how to and like the plan of how to do it, mm. uh, red you're planning it, and then grey you're actively about to do it. Okay, I didn't know about Seek this. Right. No, no, it's, it's it's amazing. I I talk about that a lot. So people would be like, oh, I, like I'll go like oh, I had a, a yellow day today, which means today where I thought about suicidal ideation, and that's actually rather normal. A lot mm. of people think about it all the time, um, but I just thought about it. So like I've talked about it today. So now today for me, it's officially a yellow day. Yep. As before, it was a green day. And yeah, that's something I use a lot. I've only ever been in red a couple of times and um, only in gray once. Gray was me going into hospital because okay. I was shaking. My housemate found me. I was shaking and I was very ready to, like very ready, very ready. So um, he found me luckily and I was like, I need to go to the hospital. So um, And, you, and, you, and like, you were like, I guess one of the hardest things too might be just that acceptance you know, that acceptance that you need help, the acceptance to go. I find that a lot of people may be in this mindset there, if they're not ready to accept, if they're not ready to seek help, if they're not ready to take that step, then they won't. Mental compromise is difficult. Mm. It's hard to realize that you're mentally compromised. It's very hard to realize that. I did not realize this for a long time when my ex and I broke up and I was trying to fix the scenario. I didn't know what mixed messaging was, but that's absolutely what happened. Like, you know, I would feel horrible that I'd hurt her she would feel horrible that I was being horrible or that I, that I felt horrible. Mm. So she would feel guilty. So she'd say something nice and try and do a nice thing. And then I would go, Oh, she's being nice to me. Maybe I can fix the relationship. I'd try and fix the relationship. I would fail. Mm. I would feel guilty. The cycle. And so repeat. Yeah. Repeat itself. Repeat yep. itself. It's, yep. it's very normal. Uh, you can look it up. Um, well, it's not a bit like I'm um, on relationships, Australia. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff on men's health. And that is a huge thing that they address. Yeah, okay. mixed messaging. Something I didn't know about um, at all. And nor could I think about. I think about it now and I go, oh, wow, that's absolutely what happened. Because and like she would get mad and then I would feel bad. And then she'd feel bad that I felt bad. So she'd be nice. And then I would be like, oh, cool. Maybe I can like fix a relationship and date again. And obviously it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then she'd get mad and I feel bad. And just I find this is like the, one of the major benefits of, you know, seeing a psychologist. 
you're able to speak about these things and they're able to identify through their own experience and knowledge is that you have these behaviors that you wouldn't, you know, yourself. It's good to get that perspective from someone that can look at sort of, you know, behavior patterns and bring that to your attention. Once you're aware of it, you know, then you can be more mindful of it and be mindful of your actions towards that. It's really important is that kind of stuff. And that's something, again, I I did not have that ability. Mm. I did not have that skill to take myself back and kind of go, what's happening here? I couldn't Mm. look at the greater picture. I was Mm. just like, I need to fix things with my ex-girlfriend. She's feeling really bad and this is my responsibility to fix it because Mm. I am the one that's responsible for that change. I need to take action to fix that because I'm generally a problem solver. Whereas now I would go, all right, cool, she's feeling bad. Why is she feeling bad? Because of these things that I've done, all right, cool, what do I do now to make sure that doesn't happen again? Mm. My choice should be like, oh, I'm just going to go away for a little while and give a space because that's probably going to help and it would have helped. But like there's the, that kind of stuff and like being able to learn that stuff is really important and, and and you don't necessarily need a psychologist to get that help. I recommend it highly, especially in Victoria. We've got 23 sessions with your mental health care plan right now. You mm. get the extra 10. But I found out about the mixed messaging stuff myself. I was just looking up Relationships Australia and just doing my own research and found out more about it. Um, I highly recommend looking into what that is if you don't know what mixed messaging is. Um, allows you to very much apply, again, more critical thinking to your own behavior, not just others. It's also very important to apply thinking to what you do yourself mm. so that you can uh, make sure that you, you operate in a way that is respectful and doesn't hurt other people wherever you can. I think that is uh, really important. 100%. 100%. And like... But I see you working on yourself. You, like even when we've spoke over, as I said, almost a year and a half ago, you're working on yourself and you've just been in this situation. It is what it is, but it's just like, you, it just sounds like you've been doubling down on yourself. You've had some real bad setbacks and, and I've, I feel for you there because I definitely, you know, I see that and I see that from this this cancel culture that you actually brought to my attention. I want to talk about this because it, it relates into all this bully and this mob mentality. Something that that isn't really in my ecosystem. So it wasn't something that I was fully aware of, you know, until, you know, you and I started having chats and you, you know, mentioned things like really felt like you were being cancelled out. And I'd never really heard of that term, never heard of cancel culture. And one of the things that I want to have a chat about here is, is what is it? Because like quick definition look up, you know, on Google, thanks, Mr. Google, basically states that refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support for cancelling public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. So cancel culture is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming. I'd never heard of this before, but it's certainly, yeah. And it's definitely something like when I looked at everything that went down with you, I'm like, fuck, this is, this is happening. But like, this is the thing, but right. Whilst I didn't know about cancel culture, Maybe my mindset for cancel culture was very different. Maybe my approach to this was very different. So, and I'll explain myself. So now knowing what I know, and I don't know a lot, and this is the reason why we're having this conversation, you can fill me in as well, is that I sort of see it in two ways. You know, you've got a passive way and you've got an aggressive way. So let's look at passive. So passive is something that if I don't like a product, if I don't like a brand, if I don't really like the, you know, the ethics, the morals, the actions of a person, just don't buy it. I just don't, I just don't give it attention. If it's a product, I don't buy If it's service, I don't use it. You know, if, if I fucking hate Telstra, then I won't use them. There's other choice. There's other people. There's, there's other things you, it's a choice that you make at that moment. And I think it's, we all have the ability to have a choice to say, I don't like this. I don't like this. Whatever it is, you know, I have a choice to do what I do now. That's, that's on me. You know, I take accountability for the choice that I have. And I'm not playing the horrible, I'm not playing this moral high ground thing. I don't, I'm like, no, fucking, yeah. I'm not, I'm not perfect whatsoever. I'm going to go into that if you want. But, um, but, but like at the same time, like, like that's just my heads at work. 
But there's another side to it, and this is probably the side that I just wasn't aware of or educated to it, and it's this aggressive side where this mob mentality where people need to feel like they've got some social justice to jump on without knowing the facts, without knowing, you know, that they need to make this person feel accountable for what it is, you know? It's it definitely happens, like, I guess, to, to bring it back to me as an example. Mm. I mean, there are people who still call me up to this day. If I make a new friend and it's on public they'll probably get a DM from somebody who doesn't like me being like, hey, just warning you, Bless not allegedly did, Bless did these things. You should not associate with him. It's very bad. And if you do, you are a bad person. There are people, like, I know that people still get those messages. It's dreadful that That's that false. occurs. But it occurs. It's an ultra-aggressive. And what's that, what's that going to do? Exactly. I, I pose that question. How is that going to... What's that going to do? That's just going to make the person feel bad. It's going to ostracize myself or somebody in my position. Mm. And ostracization is something that is very serious and it can lead to suicide. Mm. It just can't. Um, it's not helpful. Just like, you know, making someone feel like crap is not going to make them be a better person. It's going to make them feel like crap. Mm. It's not social justice. It's abuse and harassment. That's right. Bullying and harassment, and that's what it is. And yep. I will stand on that hill very valiantly and be like, that is not acceptable behavior. Yeah. It's not like, how does that help anybody? And, and, and people in their head that justify it. And I can see where they're coming from. Oh, I, feel, I feel that's it. They, they go like, I'm trying to warn these people from being with this other person. I'm trying to warn them from, you know, associating with somebody that is in their eyes dangerous. And I, I get that. It's really important that we look out for those around us. Mm. We can't deny that for a second. I want to make sure my friends are safe. I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make mm. sure my family is safe. Viewers, I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure everybody is safe. That's really important. Yeah. But there are ways to do it. And aggressively like that, I don't think is an appropriate solution. Especially when, you know, people don't always necessarily have all the facts. I yeah. know for a fact, in my case, no one has all the facts. Mm. Because mm. I know that because I didn't type them all. Um I don't really understand it. I don't like, and, and maybe that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's a simple term, like understanding for me, but I just don't understand why people want to waste it. Why would people, why would people want to invest their time? Like, time invest their time to spit negativity or to or when people go on to like people leave shitty comments on on people's content that they create it's just this shit's broken like that's the only thing i can think of if you don't like it fucking move on and then for people to be like i'm going to spend my time and just be this keyboard warrior and fucking do all these things mm. like i and i 100 i get what you're saying you know like if you feel that this person you know if you're trying to I don't know, safeguard someone but like you said, I think there's there's better ways to do it. Yeah, to absolutely better ways to do it. It's like, and this is going to sound really harsh all of a sudden, but it's like, what is that person who's calling me out constantly want me to do? Do they want me to be dead? Yeah. Is that what they're aiming for? Yeah. And I've used that What's direct the call and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, no, you can't say whoa. Mm. You know about that impact. I have one particular person who I love like a brother who very much continues to call me out. And he is very aware that I had a suicide attempt because of it. Doesn't stop him. So I posed in that question, like, do you want me dead then? Is that, is that, I'm going to say harsh. Yeah. What, what, very what, harsh. And people are like, whoa, that's really confronting. I'm like, but that's the resolution. That's the only way that person's going to be happy. Is that what you want? Is that what I'm going to do? And like, it's terrible. It's terrible. And like, there are people who will think that who will do it. There are people who will think that the only way to make their detractors and accusers happy is if they take their own life and then they will. And you cannot take that back. Yep. I don't normally get angry about that, but I am angry about that. Mm. That is something I'm very passionate about. One of the things that I want to play is a video, or it's an audio because it's a podcast. 
It's a video that was put up by a video game Twitch streamer. You know her quite well. You actually reposted this. And I think it just, it captures the perspective of this so well. It goes for about two minutes. It's from Gothics on Twitch or at Gothics TV. Uh, for anyone yep. that wants to follow her on Twitch or Twitter and have a look at her content. She's also got the Subtweet podcast. So awesome. Right. It's a podcast about like, cancer, like all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. I'm going to play this now. Have a listen. And we're just going to dive into after having a listen to this. Okay, so cancel culture as a form of accountability. I can't believe I need to make this video, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, accountability doesn't need to be public. That's the first thing. Public humiliation isn't necessary to hold someone responsible. You decided that upon yourself, so let's get that out of the way. The second thing is, this is Twitter we're talking about. This is one of the easiest places to fabricate drama, okay? So if we're talking about accountability here, at the end of the day, accountability is just coming from a bunch of streamers that don't know the full story. So, and the thing that I find interesting about that is a lot of the people that I see participating in cancel culture tend to be the same folks who preach about social justice. So if you are someone that is passionate about equality and fairness, I find it very hard to believe that you think publicly crucifying someone with little to no evidence would seem like a logical thing to do. Furthermore, Bad opinions are subjective. What's deemed problematic to you isn't going to be problematic to somebody else. And that's why a lot of cancel culture mobs result in the accuser gaining more attention, more publicity. Because at the end of the day, your criticism is just that, publicity. But you know what also happens in regards to cancel culture? Suicide. Yeah, suicide. A very common result of public humiliation. If you care about someone, you're going to set them up for success by putting them in a position to rehabilitate themselves. What do you think inciting an online mob is gonna do? What do you think? You think it's gonna help them? You think it's gonna make them feel like a better person after being publicly berated like that? Is that really what you think? If you are on the receiving end of cancel culture, and this is coming from someone that has experienced it myself multiple times, it chips away at your dignity. It chips away at your self-confidence, at your mental health. So if that's the goal, then by all means, label it as accountability and be on your way. But that's not what's happening, okay? What is reality and what you think you're doing are two entirely different things. Cancel culture will never be an option for sustainable accountability all you're doing is bullying what do you think mate just based on your own experiences do you think she hits a nail on the head so i was silent on public uh, social media at that point when that came out i planned on being silent for at least another month i planned on just staying away for a while longer that post gave me a lot of courage to come back publicly and it's the one i came back with because it resonated way too much with me especially mm. the suicide part mm. which is the bad part resonated with me incredibly strongly she hits it perfectly she nails it cancel culture is not a healthy thing yep. it's not good like we in your head you can think it's good and you think you're doing a moral good but there are better ways to do it mm. there are mm. better ways to, to do this kind of stuff uh, a big thing I, I i look at for example is and as we've already talked about and i hope people have kind of figured is that i've taken trying to be a better person very seriously out of this and i definitely know i am a better person now I've come out of this eons better than I was four months ago. I have learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about general thinking. I've learned a lot about other people, about my stance towards other people, how quickly I should trust other people, not nearly as quickly as I do now, um, and things like that. Mm. I've learned a huge amount in that time. 
and I'm very happy I have learned those things. Granted, I learned them in a very bad way, but I have learned them, mm. and it's really important. It allows me to prevent other people making the same mistake. Yeah, which is a big thing. As someone who, if you go through a bad experience and you've done something that's not great, and you come out of it as a better person, and you educate others so that they do not make the same mistake, they do not cause those problems or cause those hurts to people. Then you've done what you can. And that's really important to me. The thing is, all the other people got cancelled. Um, again, some of them did some horrendous things. We are not going to beat around the bush. There was some very bad stuff there, stuff which I, I will not utter. But I can only hope that they're taking rehabilitation even remotely as seriously as I am. But it raises the question, are they set up in a position where they can? Uh. This is something that I'm unsure of because a lot of them have vanished off the internet. They've lost all their friends, maybe, if they were online creators. They have no friends now. How do we know that they're going to be okay? And people are like, doesn't matter if they're okay. It absolutely matters if they're okay. Yeah, Big reason for that is if you push a bad actor out of the space, congratulations. You've protected your space from a bad actor. You've now pushed that bad actor into another space. You haven't removed the bad actor. You've just made it not your problem. It's all you've done. They could just be a bad actor somewhere else. And that's it. And I can't. I can't live with that. If I see someone's doing not the right thing, I'm going to talk to them about it. And I think a huge thing is here is, and this relates to everything, to cancel culture in itself, to my problem, to the resolution to my problem, to how I acted on my problem, to other people online. Communication's really, pardon my language, communication's really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. And it is something that as humans, we are not necessarily all good at, and many of us are not good at. Um, I've definitely learned through through my counseling, through the heart program, um, that I'm not good at it in many ways. Mm. And then there are a variety, like, you know, I did like, you know, there's a, a bunch of stuff which I have weaknesses in, in communication, despite the fact that I'm a relatively a charismatic person, inner communication is tricky and it's really hard. And with my situation, I get a lot of people silently backed away. They just did um, for a variety of reasons. Maybe they, you know, like be like again, the chance of, of association with a tainted brand is bad. And I am a tainted brand, or I was. I don't believe I am anymore. But some people were a lot more adult about it, in my opinion. Um, and they messaged and they talked to me. They they reached out and they were like confirmed, they, they're like, I want to confirm what happened to you. Let's talk. Let's sit down and actually chat about it. Mm. And I think that's really important. I, I know for a fact with some of the other people that got cancelled before they vanished entirely. Um, I reached out and talked to them because what's important is finding out that somebody's okay and safe. Definitely. And then go, all right, cool. You've done something very bad. And they'll be like, yes, I did this thing. All right, cool. So we know you've done this thing bad. You have an admission. Are you being blackmailed or, or coerced in that admission? No. Okay, good. So you, you well, that's not good. But you know, you've done this thing. Yep. All right. to take accountability. Well, they're taking accountability. Yeah. yeah. How do we? Where do we go from not here? Fix the situation, but where do we go from here? Yeah. And um, you know, nine times out of ten, there's like, I don't know, like we just shove them away and don't, never talk to them again. That like, mm. doesn't help. Mm. Mm. That just ostracizes, but it doesn't solve the problem. It just makes the problem not yours. Where instead, you can go like, cool, let's talk about like you know services you can access. All right, cool. What are you having trouble with? Let's try these things. Here are some other options. I am biased here because I have mental health first aid training now which is not equivalent to being a therapist. A therapist, I am not. Mm. I can legally say I'm a counselor because anyone in Australia can legally say that I'm a counselor. You can say you're a counselor. Doesn't mean anything. Okay. You can say you are, oddly enough. Anyone, if you look up stuff online and they are a counselor in Australia, 
that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, right. Anyone can say that. Look for a license and ask for a license. Mm. Big thing. I will <laughs> alert that in MHFA training. Because I can say I'm a counselor, but I'm not. But I can say it. Doesn't matter. Um, that was a really big tangent, but that's something I, I don't like. I don't want to see people get ripped off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, but yeah, like really important that you know, I can use that to to be like, cool, okay, you have done an awful thing, and this is terrible, mm. and you can't fix it. You can't take back what you have done. Yeah. But we can get you into a place where you will not do that anymore where you will actively prevent others from doing that. You will keep an eye out to make sure that if you see it happen, you are able to be an active bystander and intervene and diffuse the situation uh, wherever you can to, to help out strangers even. And you see that, you know, IRL streams. Uh, a big one is a big clip of like Jake and Bake, uh, bless his heart, lovely dude, really quickly saving somebody who was being stalked. They were being followed by a, a potentially dangerous man and mm. he just like, quickly switched, became an active bystander, brought out that situation and saved that person from potential harm. There's stuff like that that we can do. And you can talk to and educate people on and and make sure that's the case. Because yeah, I asked now, I go, you know, a lot of other streamers, again, did horrible things and were canceled. And mm. people are still being called out now. Um, the news cycle has moved on. I feel like, unfortunately, in some ways, um, because there are, I, look, I keep an eye still, and I see people still being banned and departed who did terrible things and there's statements about it and admissions, sometimes not admissions, but no one's talking about it. Like the news cycle moved on. They are now outraging at something else because that is what happens on social media. We are angry about something. And right now there are other things to be angry about. Yeah. Um, so they've kind of moved on. But I don't know for those who got cancer, I don't know if they're okay. I don't know if they're alive. Mm. I have no way to reach them anymore. I don't know if they're okay and I don't know if they're trying to help themselves. There are a couple who I've been able to get a hold of who I know are safe mm. and are also very actively trying to improve themselves. And I think it's really, that, that's that's good because it can be and another big thing I want to go into is again, you know, if somebody, you know, it's a lot harder for me to work on fixing myself if people are screaming at me all the time. Yeah. And I think that's because where that I ain't got no headspace. Obviously that's the human side of us, you know, that's, that's the retreat. That's the, the flight or fight. And obviously in that situation, mm. you're fighting. As yeah, much as you I'm wanna... not a fighter. I, I love people. I mm. think people are fascinating. Mm. I love all people. I don't fight people. It's not what I do. I would sooner let myself get trodden on yeah. than I would fight somebody, which is in my case kind of what happened. Like a couple of my best friends are like, you basically crucified yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but it means I wasn't fighting anybody. And like that's really unhealthy. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's, it's it's unhealthy. Just just like you saying that, that, it sucks that there's this mentality out there that where basically it's like, right, you're guilty. Tell us tell us otherwise. And you know you're in a mental health space where you're like, well, I don't want to be attacked. The only thing you can do at that point in time is retreat. And people go, oh, well, you're guilty. Like if you're not gonna yeah. if you're not gonna fight the fight and you're not gonna stand and tell us here like all the other things, then we're gonna paint you guilty and see you later. Yeah. Have a good life. And it's really hard because I had to paint my my defense um, in a highly mentally compromised state. Mm. I got that out within a few hours. Uh, I woke up to this news. I woke up to my cancellation. Yeah, far right? um, yep. And I basically was like, well, i got to do this right now. And then within 24 hours, I'd lost my job. And within another 24 hours, I've been banned on Twitch. Yeah. It was very fast. And I had no ability to remotely write things in the way that I should have mm. Mm. or talk about things in a more objective way. Um, it was really hard. You're mentally compromised. It's difficult. But a thing I want to point out here that's really important, I don't want to be like, everything is bad and everyone's being mean. Nah. No. 
the actual justice system is not good enough. The reason why people go online to to voice these concerns is because there's no other recourse. Yeah, okay. The justice systems are not catching up to this. They're they're not good enough. They're mm. too far behind in the times. Mm, mm. So people can't be held accountable via a proper adult law-based system. So they are left with no choice but to go online you, because you, that is the way that they can get their justice because there is no other way to get justice. Do you know what I'm just thinking now? And I'm just thinking out loud. And once again, this is just like this is real talk. I feel like everyone yeah. feels like they have an obligation to put their two cents in. Like whether you're a brand, whether you're a personality, everyone wants to seem like they have their two cents. Like or that's a streamer know, Twitter thing. Like and, specifically streamer twin is all about that. And very know, much like do you know where like there's, there's these influencers or personalities out there that like there's almost like this group of people, well, call, call whatever you want, you call it community, mob, whatever. They're waiting for their almost leader or their, their person that they like look up to or the head of the community say, or is he going to make a statement or he or she, you know, what's their opinion on this so we can sort of follow suit or work out, you know, whether they're in line with our morals and values and things like that. Mm. Like, can't we just leave it alone or we can't, we can't we not leave it alone, but why can't we approach it in a different way? I'm not sure. But like one of the things like just this cancel culture aspect, you know, one of the things that I really got out of this video is a couple of things as well is like this accountability, you know, it doesn't have to be public. And we talked about that, you know, this public humiliation that people just need to be understanding of that's what it is. You know, like it's just this throwing your negativity and your two cents into something that potentially you, you don't know enough about. And like you've already mentioned there in this situation that like, you know, not putting blame games or, you know, who's right, who's wrong or anything like that. But there's, there's, you know, I think everyone can appreciate that there's a common narrative where like people are being accountable, but people don't really know the full story. I think everyone, like you guys listening here, I think we've all either been in our situation ourselves or know of someone, you know, that's been pointed things at or done a blame game to something from someone else that thinks they know the full story onto something that, you know, a friend of a friend or a family member told them that you did this or in this way. And you're like, fuck no, like, like that's not how it went down. But do you, you choose, do you fight the fight, you know, or do you say, is it really worth me investing all my time in trying to tell this person who's not really going to have a bar of it anyway? It just comes That's down. exactly it, right? Yeah. I like people ask me, they're like, why did you let yourself, why did you martyr yourself? Mm. They're like, why did you just do this? Because people have been reaching out to me now. It's been a few months. Mm. And people are like, we took a look at your thing again and you were really dragged through calls and maybe you shouldn't have been. Maybe this was just a toxic relationship. Maybe it's not what we thought it was. And it's like, yeah, that happens. That could be the case. But yeah, a lot of people will jump without knowing everything. Mm. Um, and that's something that people do. Again, that is something we look at Twitter and we go, that thing happened, therefore it's fact. And we don't have the ability to apply critical thinking and ask ourselves, what are we missing? Mm. Where is the extra information here? Why was something typed in this way? What feeling is it trying to instill in me? Mm. What are they trying to accomplish with their statement? There's so many other questions that we need to ask. Not that we want to discount believing victims. That's really important because it can be really easy for the person who's being accused to deny. And it could turn into a he said, he said, or he said, he said, or she said, she said, or, you know, it can turn into a anybody said, anybody said very quickly. Prime example, in my case, if I just denied it and I kept doing so, it just becomes a war on words. And that's really hard. And that can happen and it has happened. There are people who have denied things and I have looked at everything and I know enough um, because I've looked at the full story as far as I can tell. 
to know, oh, they did that thing. They're just denying to protect themselves. A big thing I'm worried about is, and this is something that I think Switch has kind of failed on, is the first four people they banned were myself, Casper, I'm Spoon, and one more who's eluding me right now. But those people were people that quickly took accountability. That's Twitch in a way have done something that's kind of okay and kind of not. It's kind of okay in the way that they're trying to be protective. That's mm. good. It's very bad in the sense of, you know what message that educates? Lie. If you did something, lie. Mm. If you do not lie, your career is over. Just deny. Do not talk about it online, lie and deny. That is what it has taught. And that is awful. What this has done has not made a safer space for it. It has made a more dangerous space. Mm. Agreed. It is just, it's like flat out evidence. If you take accountability and you do the morally right thing, you get punished, you get banned. That's it. If you deny and you say nothing and you go, nah, no proof. What are you talking about? There's no ground. It's really made the space not any safer. In fact, I believe it has made it worse. I believe the space is more, it's great that we got rid of some bad people. That's brilliant. Mm. And I hope that they are fixing themselves. I hope they are getting help. I, I hope so much that they are better than what they were back then. And that they have taken that and they're not just sorry that they got caught that they're actually remorseful and were already remorseful from before they were called out that's a big thing yeah but um i think the space is even less safe now as a result because all this is encouraged is yeah just lie about it and i like please don't actually do this if you do something bad please be accountable yeah that goes to everything everything in life like yeah we all make what mistakes we, we're all human you know like but i definitely want to touch on a little bit i think to me is like people are like, Brad, what are your thoughts about what happened? I go, no matter what, I go, no matter what, I'm a good person. A good person can do bad things. Let's not discount that. But I know for a fact that morally, I'm a good person because I've tried my best to do the morally right thing here. And I've tried to best to be upfront about things and try and go on a path of healing and all that. And if you do something wrong, you do something bad, you do something hurtful, communicating about it is going to lead to the most likely chaos more often than not of finding a resolution where everyone wins and things are less painful. And then people are like, oh, then why didn't you talk about all this stuff earlier? Why didn't you call yourself out? I would have loved to have. I had to keep things silent. I was, I promised that I wouldn't talk about it online. So mm. I didn't. I'd have loved to talk about this ages ago because I was remorseful about it. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to be a lot more upfront about the things that happened and or didn't happen in those statements. But promised that I wouldn't do that. So again, it was against my morals. Couldn't do it. Um, I think it's really important. Like moral compass is such a big thing. And you know, it really is. Sometimes people do things in the past that are really bad. Like, and a lot of people do a lot of people. Everyone was young once. Some people when they were older also did bad things. What's important is who they are now. And Definitely. what have they done to fix that? What have they done to change that? What have they done to take accountability for that action? Not necessarily in the public. A big example in my case was, you know, me and my my ex-girlfriend bless her heart we broke up and it was very, and i was very mentally compromised so i went and got help without the internet yelling at me to get help i was just like this is bad a mutual friend of hers and i was like you should get therapy and i was like you know what i will get therapy mm. it's a great idea and i did and it's like it's like the gym for your brain therapy is so good i recommend it highly psychiatrist also helpful big difference between psychologists and psychiatrists don't forget psychiatrists can prescribe, prescribe medication yep uh, psychologists cannot, psychiatrists are more expensive. 
Um, but that's helpful. A big mm. thing with mine is like my medication has changed as a result of this. My antidepressants have gone from 50 milligrams of sertraline a day to 100 right. um, based on the advice of a, psycho- a psychiatrist. I've been on that now for a month and it's brilliant. I feel way more productive. I feel way better. Of course, SSRIs are hard. You can be hard to find the right th- amount that you need. I thought 50 mg was enough. It's not. 100 is enough for me and it makes me feel more productive. There's a lot in there to, to research. It's a big balancing act. And just finally, just with this cancel culture, like talking about this, the suicide impacts and as a common result of this cancel culture, I think people just can be mindful of the reality. And like, as you mentioned about this, the, the reality being suicide, it is a pure reality of it. And the fact that, like, as you said before, like, it's all about the words that have weight, you know, your words have weight. And it's that old saying, like, but it's so true, the death by a thousand cuts, like a person mm. can only endure so much, you know, until they can't endure anymore. And I think people just got to be mindful, like, you know, with this cancel culture, with this, this whole just jumping on, throwing on the negativity or the two cents that when you have a choice in that sense there, do you do it or do you do not do it? And how do you approach that? I think just people got to be mindful. It's like, you know, it's the same thing, like completely reverse with you saying like implement kindness because you just don't know the person that's receiving that kindness, what's going on in their life, their mindset and how much that kindness or that kind act, the smallest of kind acts can do for that person in that time and their mindset. It is so true, but it works the other way. If you are so negative to someone, you don't know what's going on in that person's life. You know, and you've mentioned it before, you know, you're seriously talking about, do you realize all this negativity, all this hate that you're sending my way through DMs, through comments, just you're actively reaching out to me with this. Do you actually understand how this is impacting me? Do you understand my histories? Do you understand my mindset and where this could lead to. I think a big way to, to ask yourself a question in that regard is, you know, if you are somebody who wants to, you know, who is calling somebody out in that regard, who is doing something that is going to hurt somebody else. Mm. Big question you can ask yourself is, am I okay with my action being the action that made them get over their fear of death and take their own life? Am I okay with that? If I am not okay with that and this action could cause that, maybe I should not do that. It's like uh, effectively like uh, it's an anime trope, but despair event horizon is the trope here where it's like the last thing that happens and they are just beyond hope. They do something drastic, mm. whether it's take their own life or do something that's horrifically bad or something that they just hit that point of no return. Are you okay with making somebody at that point of no return? What you do? Definitely. The answer should always be no, always yeah. be no, because you know, I think the world would be a better place if we're all just kind of each other. I say that all the time, but I stand by it. The world would be a better place if we just treat each other nicely. It's not hard. It's not hard to be nice to others. And it's a choice. It's a choice. choice. And that's us being accountable. Like us being accountable for the choices that we make. Do we want to send out something into the universe where we want to send out some of this shit? Would we want to receive that ourselves? Imagine being caught off guard. Like just put yourself in the shoes of the person (laughs) that is receiving this. How would you feel if you received this? How would you feel if all this happened to you all at once? Just get perspective. Take a moment. And I get it. When people are so emotionally energized and judged or whatever you want to charge or whatever you want to call it, like mm. people have blinders on. I get it. But they do. I, it's, it's, they not, do. it's not an excuse. It's just. Yeah. No, emotionally charged happens, but it doesn't excuse it. You still do what you do. But again, I don't want to discount that like people did bad things and the people who did bad things need to acknowledge that they have done bad things and actively make sure that they no longer do those bad things and where they can encourage others not to do those bad things and protect others from 
bad actors. Yeah, 100%. Look, I just want to reinforce this as a bit of a conclusion. You know, you are human. We are human. You know, the listeners, we are humans. Like, we make mistakes. Okay, you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. None of us are perfect. You know what? And we all fuck up. We're going to fuck up. Like, that. that's life, okay? But it's all about owning those mistakes. And what comes next is so important, you know? And I really want to reinforce this with this podcast and the guys that are listening. And I know it's something that you and I have talked about. It's all about being accountable for those and, and creating that redemption story. You know, the redemption is that how can we improve on ourselves? You know, how can we take our learnings and be better? You know, back when we chatted, I know like you were working on yourself, but you know, just everything that's been thrown at you, you know, you just double down to, to better yourself. And where I want to see this is that, you know, I want to see you take your learnings and, you know, you, you, you know, you, you do you, but like, I just want to see, I can see that you have the ability to basically be this person that says, you know, this is my experiences, you know, this is what happened to me and I don't want to see this happen to anyone else. And I think sharing your lived experiences to others so that when they have a decision to be made, you know, when they come up with, with something that, whether it's in the same situation that you were in or, or whatever, they have more awareness to it. You know, I think we just got to help share this awareness to, to try and help others. As, as I said in the last podcast, I still care about my ex very much. I wish mm. her all the best and I wanted to be nothing but happy and successful and I'll always wish that. To not have taken accountability would have been directly to compromise that and would not have caused that betterment or that attempt to be betterment. And this is something I also want people to think about too. You're like, if, if you've done something bad, taking accountability is the first way to fix it. First way to try and fix it is do that. And it is the hardest part because you've got to admit you fucked up somewhere yep. in some regard. Again, my story is a bit unique. There's a lot that's not said. But if you don't own things, it's a lot harder to make it better down the line. And it only gets worse. Mm. You know, if you can deny, comes out a year later, it was way worse, then you're in a way worse spot. Yep. Tangle of webs and lies and so on. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's better to just talk about be up it. Front. Be upfront. Communication is key. Communication is so important. Please communicate. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Nine out of 10 problems are miscommunication. It's almost always what it is. So just communicate, take a step back. If you're not sure about something, sleep on it and then take action. Fuck that, that taking sleep changes perspectives. Hey, like I never, it like, does so much. As, as much I as always you say, like, I much sleep on it. Yeah. I sleep on it. Like it like, it's an old saying, but it, it's so true. Isn't it? Like you just like, oh, I do it all the time. Like, I'm always I like, sleep on oh, I sleep on it. And then like every, almost every time I'm like, it's better. It's like, yeah. it's like the idea of like, you know, um, Discuss something sober than discuss something drunk. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a much less healthy way of doing it, but <laughs> it is a way of doing it. Like, you know, but like, like, but as in like, it's easier for people to realize that you're, I think it's easier to visualize that your opinion is different. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And my any, opinion and is if, if, I, if I'm trashed, mm, which I don't mm. do, don't, don't drink. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you're trashed, you're going to think differently. Your voice mm. is going to be compromised. I mm. remember, I remember very much at PAX East. And this was when my ex and I stopped talking. I was, I got belligerently drunk because I was very depressed and I acted like a damn fool. Mm. I do not remember much of the evening at all. And I've only ever done that to my, my life twice, drank to the point of non-remembrance. And I'm like, oh, cool. I acted like a dickhead. Great. If I'd just not done that, I probably could have figured out my head in a way better way. Uh, mm. And maybe even better about things. Like, you know, but it allows you to think about things in a, in a new perspective. And sometimes, sometimes you can learn something useful out of it. 
Definitely. Yep. Cool. This thing. Cool. I'm mega drunk. Bad idea, but I've done it now. I think this thing, now I'm going to sleep on it. I wake up and think about something different. Like, you know, this to, to boil that into a much healthier way. Um, there's no harm at looking at something from different perspectives and I highly encourage it. There's one thing I want you all to take out of this apart from go and get mental health training. If you can afford it, it's quite expensive. Um, communicate. That's the biggest, that is the biggest lesson I can give communicate preferably not in a way that's talks to people. Yeah. AKA cancel culture. Don't do that. Yeah. And just go in with an open mind before you send something out, just have a think. Would I like to receive this? Have I really investigated this enough to, to throw out this tweet, this post or whatever it is? And I think you've said it like for someone that's in your situation, we know the impact that, you know, this cancel culture can have. We know the, the impact that the person receiving this can have and it's not good. And you know, you just don't know. We've just got to be more mindful about what are the effects that this can have on the person receiving it because you just don't know and you don't want to be in a position where you push someone too far beyond a, a measure where there's no going back. Use critical thinking. Mm. Very important. It's something that a lot of people don't do. Doesn't mean you also shouldn't do it. If you're the one that does do it, maybe you can save a lot of chaotic situations from happening. 100%. Please 100%. use critical thinking where possible. Definitely. Mate, I thank you so much for all your time. I have taken up so much of it, but it's so good to talk to you. It's so good to see your face. And, and I'm just, ha- yeah. I'm happy to see you back on the socials. I'm happy to see you happy. I'm happy to see you well. I'm happy you're doing good. I understand, you know, it's, you know, you're still developing. It's, it's, it's always a learning curve and it's a, it's a road that we all sort of continue traveling down. But uh, man, it's, it's good to see you. And it's, it's good to see you happy on the streams as well on YouTube. And I've been playing uh, Mario Galaxy. I think we've all, all of us Mario Nintendo Galaxy fans. Bit. I'm going back to my Monster Hunter days. I've been playing Monster Hunter a lot. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that game I was known for back in the day. And I've uh, just, you know, again, as part of embracing my old life goal and embracing my old roots, it's very much um, going back to my old roots. And yeah. it's been really cool. It's been really fun. Everyone's like, but your stream is way smaller. I'm like, but it's more fun. Mm. And I do it because it's fun. I, I never streamed or became a personality for the sake of making money or being famous. Because it's fun. Yeah. And it's become, I, and oddly enough, it's become fun again. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. I remember when like we were talking in the previous podcast episode, it was your happy place, man. You know, it, it, like, you invested so much time there because that was your happy place. And it didn't matter what sort of day you were having, you knew when you flicked on the, the lights to go record, you were going to have a good time. And, um, you know, the friendships that you created there and it's, it's, it means a lot to you. And I'm just so happy that you can go back to doing it. Cause I can only imagine for someone like yourself that has been doing it for so long, you know, that has all the outreach there, you know, and like people just, people got to be mindful as well is that, you know, a lot of people use Twitch and streaming and, and form of content creation as an outlet for a creativity and two connections with people. Yeah. A big thing to quickly touch on there. I know we're kind of wrapping up, but like, when I did get banned off Twitch and when I did lose all my friends and not all, but I lost a good portion of people who I thought were friends or perhaps not, but like, um, and when I was feeling no longer welcome on social media, I didn't know what to do. Mm. That's like, I've had the same routine for 10 years, which has always been adapting and like evolving, but like all of a sudden you're like, no job, no hobby, no friends. Mm. What do you do? Very easy to feel helpless in that regard by like, losing your sense of normalcy i lost all sense of normalcy Just and then me. i was depressed on top of that don't forget i came into all of this with clinical depression yeah that's right if you haven't listened to the previous episode i highly recommend that you do I'm not plugging it or anything i'm just i'm just saying to get context don't get me wrong i'm going to definitely be trying to get back on the twitch platform and talking with them through official channels not via twitter 
But um, yeah, feel happy again. Awesome. Feel happy. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, despite the fact what happened is very bad in all parties involved, I have come out of this a significantly better person and I'm aware that I am. And I've been able to use those changes to help other people. And that's all that I can do. And that's all that we should do. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you share it with a friend, a family member, maybe a colleague. Help us share the awareness to these conversations and to the people that need to listen to them right now. Much love. Take care of yourself and each other. like the winds are changing. Ah, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. (laughs) Yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or... Learn from it. Ah! You see? So what are you going to do? First, I'm going to take your stick. No, 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 no! Not a stick! Hey! Where are you going? I'm going back!